0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. We're gonna look at this topic um, of the triumphal entry of Jesus. And what I wanna do is I wanna just share a little bit of a different maybe um, perspective on it, but I'm gonna actually attempt to preach this morning from three different stories within the Bible. So if you could bear with me, we will get there, I promise you. Uh, but before we read, it's we're gonna read a few portions of Scripture from John chapter 12. But before we read that, I wanna just draw your attention. I'm not gonna read from it, but I'm just gonna share it briefly. The story prior to John chapter 12 that actually takes place in John chapter 11, which is the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. And seemingly this story would not seem like it's relevant for Palm Sunday. Um, But I want to show you how this story is actually quite significant to not just Palm Sunday, but actually this week and what happened on Passion Week. In the Bible, we know that what happened and what took place in the story of Lazarus was that Lazarus had been dead for three days. And Jesus had been asked by Mary and Martha, the sister, the sisters of Lazarus, to come and to pray for Lazarus while he was sick. But we know the story that Jesus waited where he was and didn't come on the scene until the fourth day. And by the time Jesus got there, Lazarus was dead. But we have to understand that this strategic movement of Jesus to stay where He was and wait was actually important, is actually an important part of the story because what's happening in this story is when Lazarus is raised after three days of being dead, Jesus is fulfilling Old Testament prophecy that states that only the Messiah can raise somebody who has been dead for three days. This miracle is different to all of the other miracles that Jesus did. And I want to tell you why. Because all the other miracles that Jesus did, as much as they were powerful and they were amazing, and yes, they were supernatural works. The Jewish leaders continued to try and find some way that they would try to attempt to discredit the miracle when Jesus prayed for the blind man in the synagogue, they, they saw the blind man get healed, but then they tried to discredit that and they tried to say, well, maybe he wasn't really that blind. They continued this type of rhetoric in an attempt to try to discredit the work that Jesus had done. But the story of Lazarus posed somewhat of a problem for these Jewish leaders. Because the work that Jesus did in raising Lazarus from the dead was actually so powerful that it was impossible for them to discredit what He had just done. The work that He did was absolutely, completely an undeniable miracle work of the hand of God. The work that he did with Lazarus was a different type of work. So much so that it actually says in John chapter 11 and verse 53, then from that day, this is following the moments after Lazarus has been raised from the dead. It says from that day, they plotted to put him to death. They recognised that what Jesus had done was so powerful, was so completely undeniable that there was no way that they were gonna be able to discredit this miracle, that the only answer was to actually put Him to death. That was the only way they were gonna be able to try and stop Him and hold back word word of this miracle getting out. This story of Lazarus represents for us any moment in your life where God has moved in such a way that it is absolutely, completely undeniable. This represents those times in your life where you look back and as much as you might try to give glory to somebody else, your own gifting, your own ability, your own discipline, your own great management of finances or great business structure, I'm talking about those moments in your life where you look back and there is absolutely no explanation whatsoever except for the simple touch of God and the hand of God upon your life that did what He did. That's Lazarus. That's the story of Lazarus. And what happens in this story and the reason why I wanna set this up for you is that Lazarus is a, the story of Lazarus is a pivotal moment that triggers triggers the final assault upon Jesus' life ending in the crucifixion. It's because of what happens in the tomb of Lazarus that sets in motion the movements of the Jewish leaders to say enough is enough. This was, Lazarus was the straw that broke the camel's back. Lazarus was where they said, okay, we cannot discredit this guy. We have to try and kill him. That's the only way we're gonna do this. It was the story of Lazarus that set us up into this week that we are beginning right now. And I wanna read from John now, John chapter 12. And we're gonna read from verse two and we're gonna look at this and then I'm gonna read one more passage. There they made him, this is Jesus gathered with the disciples and Mary is there, Who Mary is Lazarus' sister. We're gonna look now at one person's, we're gonna start with one person's response to the story of Lazarus. There they made him a supper and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. The Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of oil. This story is Mary's response to the mighty work that Lazarus did. This is the first response I want us to look at, and then now we're going to look at another response. In verse nine, now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Verse 12, the next day, a great multitude had come to the feast. And when they had heard this, when they had heard that it was Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet Him and cried out. The reason why I'm reading two different passages is because I want to, this morning, I want to identify for you two different expressions of praise that we see in this story that the story of Lazarus, and stay with me, I am going somewhere. The story of Lazarus, off the back of that story, we see coming into Palm Sunday, two different expressions of praise. One came from Mary and the other came from the Jewish people. Because of the story of Lazarus, the Jewish people, who knew the teachings of the law and they knew that the law said that it was gonna be only the Messiah that could raise somebody after they had been dead three days. And the Jewish people started to talk amongst each other and started to put the pieces together and they heard about Lazarus and then they begin to ask one another, do you think this is the Messiah? And then when they realize that Lazarus has been dead three days, they come together as they gather for Passover and the Bible says, and we know the story that they grab palm branches and he comes into town and they begin to praise him and they begin to shout, Hosanna, which means save us now. This is their expression of praise for Jesus because of what they've heard He's done with Lazarus and what they think He might do for them. This is an expression. This is an expression of praise. That's what was going on. What the Jewish people were doing on Palm Sunday was they were celebrating. One, they were celebrating what He'd done with Lazarus, but greater than that, it was less about a praise and more about a prediction that maybe this is the Messiah that is gonna set us free from Roman oppression. That's what it means when they're saying, save us now. They're saying, Jesus, I need You to move in my life. Jesus, I need you to come and save my family. They're saying, Jesus, I need you to come and I need you to do a work in my business. I think you're powerful. I've heard the the story, I've I've pieced it together. I believe you're powerful because I heard about Lazarus and I believe that you're able, but I got things that I need you to do. So I'm coming out and I'm praying and I'm declaring and I'm saying, save me. Jesus, I need you to do something. This is what palm branch praise looks like. This is an expression of praise. But Mary, we see Mary do something that is very different to the Jewish people. Mary didn't come to Jesus with a palm branch. Mary came to Jesus with a perfume bottle. That's what I'm preaching on this morning. I'm preaching on bottles, or branches. And I want to ask you this one simple question. Are you going to praise him with a palm branch or are you going to praise him with a perfume bottle? Because palm branch praise, you have to understand palm branch praise was about doing what everybody was doing in the moment. Palm branch praise. Everybody was walking one direction with palm branches to celebrate Jesus. And if you weren't going that direction, you would quickly be influenced by the crowd and you would head there anyway. Palm branch praise is a surface level praise. Palm branch praise is a praise that, you know what, is pretty easy to do. Because in ancient times, palm trees were everywhere. If you don't have a palm branch, you could just grab one on the way. Hey bro, you want to go to Jesus, the dude that raised Lazarus? Yeah, why not? i got nothing to do. Let's get food on the way. Is there in and out on the way? Yeah, let's in and out. Let's swing. Hey, listen. Here's a plan. Let's swing past in and out. You don't have a palm branch, but we can grab one of those on the way and let's go to the party. And 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 you know what? If if you've got to do something else, that's okay. Just hold on to your palm branch, praise, because you're not necessarily relying on it. You don't need it all the time. You just pull it out when you get around Christian people and make noise. You leave it. You leave it, listen, there's a convenience to palm branch praise that allows you to put the praise away when you're not feeling like praising and you can put it away Monday to Saturday and then when you get around Sunday, depending on whether you like the song or not, maybe you'll pull it out and wave it around. But but if you don't like the song, that's okay because quickly, as quickly as you pulled it out, you could just quickly put it away again and quiet right down until the band do something that you like. This is, this is palm branch praise. It's, it's a praise that is very, is very convenient. It's a praise that depends upon how you feel in the moment or whether the song is happening that you like. It's, it's a praise that, that didn't necessarily cost you anything. It says that when the crowd heard that they just went and they just, they just broke palm leaves off trees. They're just ripping leaves off trees. It didn't cost them anything. Perfume perfume bottle praise was different. This perfume bottle praise that Mary brought to Jesus, this wasn't just an afterthought. This was something that was planned. She had to think through this thing. I bet she thought to herself, Jesus is coming and He's done something for me that's so great. I cannot have Jesus come to my house and me just do what everybody else is doing. I cannot have Jesus come into my house. I cannot get around people and despite what they're doing, I cannot be influenced by what other people are doing because you have your journey and I have mine but all I know is God has been too good for me, for me to sit where I am and do nothing and you disciples, you might want to just sit and just lounge around and you disciples, you want to just hang out with Jesus and just get familiar with Him because you get Him every day but I don't know about you, but He's done something in my life that even when people are around Him, that are around Him all of the time, and I want to get influenced by them and just sort of do what they're doing, I cannot help it because there's something in my spirit that stirs me on a greater level that says I refuse to give Him a palm branch praise. He's worthy of that much more. i got to find something that's of great value. So she thinks to herself, what have I got? What have I got that means the most to me? You've ever been asked the question, if your house was on fire, what would be the first thing that you would grab? You've been asked that question. This is Mary. What's the most valuable thing? And so she thinks, I don't have much. I don't, oh wait, I do. It comes to her mind. She thinks of, The Bible says that this perfume that she has is worth a year's wages. They estimate around $10,000 worth nowadays equivalent for this perfume bottle. It's a perfume bottle. It means more to her than anything else. She's saving it. She's saving this thing. This is not just a last minute thought. This is something that is planned. You've got to understand, church, even in ancient times, for a woman to even walk in that room, just in and of itself was difficult. But not only that, this woman walks in the room and she's carrying not a palm branch praise, but she's bringing to him a perfume bottle praise. It's a praise that... I want you to see her as she comes in and she's nervous and she's trying to block out those disciples that are judging her and looking at her thinking, what's she doing here? Why is she here? Why is she carrying this bottle? I want you to see her, maybe her hands are shaking and she cannot believe that she's actually there with Jesus because He's been too good to her and He's been too faithful and He's done too much and she cannot believe she's not taking it for granted. She cannot believe that she's in the presence of the Almighty God. God, she cannot believe that she has this opportunity, but she's not going to waste a minute because she's not just bringing a regular, ordinary common palm branch praise. We're talking about a woman that came with a perfume bottle praise that says, come hell or high water, I don't care what anybody else thinks and what anybody else says, I'm going to break this thing and pour it out upon Him because my God is worthy. I don't know what God's done for you, but I know there's enough people in this room that God has been so good to you, that you are not going to give Him a regular, common praise. You're going to give Him a praise that is from a perfume bottle, not a palm branch. It's a praise because God has been good. It's, it's, this is what I'm talking about. It's, it's the response to what Jesus has done. What's interesting about this story the Jewish people were coming to praise Him and the focus of their praise was what they still needed Him to do. It was a, it was a presumptuous praise, if you like. Saying, God, I, I, we, we need a deliverer. Hey, Jesus, hey, we need, we need a deliverer. Are you the deliverer? Are you gonna gonna set us free? Are you gonna, come on, Jesus, let's do this thing. What's interesting is that Mary was a Jewish woman as well. She had the same needs that the Jewish people had. She needed a deliverer as well. She was under Roman oppression, but the focus of perfume bottle praise is not what you still need God to do, but it's a focus, focused upon what God has already done. It's a praise that comes before God and says, Lord, you know I got needs. You know there's things I'm believing for. But right now, I'm bringing to you not a palm branch praise, but I'm bringing you a perfume bottle praise that says, I'm just so grateful for what you've done in my life. And I'm just so grateful for who you are. And if you never ever do another single thing in my life, it's okay because I'm just gonna keep praising you because you've just been faithful thus far and I love you and I'm gonna lift you up and I'm grateful for you if you never do another thing. I owe you everything, you owe me nothing. I'm bringing to you a perfume bottle praise and not a palm branch praise. So the question for us today on Palm Sunday is: What are we bringing? Am I bringing my bringing palm branches, or am I bringing perfume bottles? Palm branches. This was this was the done this was the done thing. This wasn't the first time that this had happened. Romans would do this. They would they would take palm branches off of trees and throw them down when a Roman emperor would come to town. This was was happening, this was in keeping with protocol. But the perfume bottle praise happened in spite of protocol. You see the difference in, in the expressions of praise. That this woman had to go against the grain In order to pour out upon her God, it's it's a palm branch praise. It's very similar in Luke 21 and verse 1 to 4, we see Jesus standing at the temple watching people give. And the Bible says that that the rich people would come because it was protocol. It was what you did. It was common. It was normal. It was standard that you would come and you would put money into the temple plate but it says that the bible the bible says that jesus is standing there and he sees them putting put the rich people putting palm branch gifts in but it's not those people that grabbed the attention as much as there was the, 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 they were giving. What they were giving in the natural was an, an expression that was costly in, in monetary value, but it wasn't that that grabbed Jesus' attention. It was some widow woman that came and brought two mites, and, and it wasn't that it was necessarily costly in the exterior, like this example, but it was that it cost something to her. That, that He saw, he saw the statement looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart and God saw the heart of this woman and He saw that there wasn't a surface level palm branch gift she was bringing. This was perfume level giving, this was touching something in her heart and in her spirit. What are you bringing to Him today in your praise? A similar example is Genesis chapter four and verse four, where two brothers come, Cain comes and Abel comes and Cain brings an offering. And the Bible says that God did not look favourably upon Cain's offering. Cain just brought of the fruit of the lamb, but God knew his heart. And while he brought something, God could see it was palm Palm branch level giving that he was bringing. It was it was surface level, it was out of routine, it, it was common, it wasn't touching something in his heart that was real. But the Bible says that Abel, it was Abel that brought something that was on a deeper level that broke through the surface of what was going on in the exterior. And Abel brought of the the Bible says of the fat of the land, of what was important, of what was of what carried some weight with it. What are we bring? to him today with our praise is, is, is it palm branch or is a perfume bottle? The story says that when she when she came and, and she she brought that bottle and she walks in the room, and these disciples, even the disciples were a bit rattled by what was going on. It was so uncommon it was so unheard of it broke. It broke so many rules, what this woman did. We don't, we don't quite understand the context of it. But when she came and, and, and she, one one interpretation says that she broke it. She broke, she broke it and then poured it out upon Jesus. And what I love about that is the Bible says, if you can read the story later, but it says that the smell of the, the aroma of it actually filled the room. Yeah, good. That there were men in that room that hated what she was doing, yet they were still affected by it. Yeah, that they couldn't escape. The aroma of that room that that was so, that what she did was so powerful and on such a powerful level that it did something that didn't just impact her, that it impacted others that were there as much as they didn't want it going on. This right here, church, and our kids can come is a picture. This right here is a picture of what it means to be a Christian. This right here is a picture of what it means to be the church. This right here is what it means to have God do something in your life that is so great that you cannot hold it back for yourself, that it's going to start to influence those around you, church. Listen, this this right here, this is what this, this Sunday... Easter Sunday is all about. This is why, you know, this is why we're doing Easter Sunday at the Brent center. Because to be real honest, you know, 13 years I've been doing ministry now and Easter Sunday just used to sort of, used to annoy me a little bit. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's amazing, it's great. I celebrate what Jesus did on the cross. But what I found hard about Easter Sunday was Easter Sunday just felt, it just felt selfish to me. Because I'm celebrating something that I've already experienced. And I would come in church and stand at Easter Sunday and it would be amazing and everyone's there and we're all dressed up. We're in our cool suits and pretty hats. But I remember one Sunday I was standing there and I started thinking of buddies of mine that don't know Jesus. I started thinking of of mates of mine, we call them mates in Australia that I used to party with that they, they have no concept whatsoever of even what I now do for a living. They cannot They think I'm an altar boy. That's what they think it is. They cannot understand it. They're like, so you work for a church? Like, how how does this even, what do you mean? But Easter Sunday, I'm celebrating the cross, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But listen, I already know it. And it's amazing, but I've received it. And I'm looking around at lots of other Christians that also know it and hear my heart, church. It's amazing and it's great. But what about those people that don't even know that the price He paid was for them? What about those people? that don't even understand, like other people in the room that saw what Mary was doing and didn't understand what she was doing. And it didn't make sense. There are so many people in our lives that, let's be honest, they don't understand what we're doing on Sunday. They don't get it. I don't know about you, I've got buddies. I still can't explain it. Like, what do you mean? Like you sing, like what? Like, yeah, like, you know, preaching stuff Like from the Bible. Like yeah, but the best way. Like I just say to him, bro, you gotta just come. Yeah. I'm saying to my dry cleaner, bro, he's been trying to teach me Spanish. ¿Cómo estás? Excelente. <laughs> and then asked the list but Arnold Schwarzenegger taught me that, not my dry cleaner. But we talk every time we drop off. And, and I'll go and I'll pick up clothes on the way to the office on a Saturday to study. And He'll say, what are you doing? I say, I'm going to study. And he'll be like, the Bible? And I'll be like, yeah. He said, I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm going to watch baseball. I'm like, all right. I said, when are you coming to church? He says, ah, uh, you got those friends? Ah. Uh. I'm like, what do you mean, ah? Uh? Answer the question. But what are we doing? What's the point? We know it. But they don't. What's the point, listen to me, what's the point of Bren Centre? Why listen? I'm being real, real candid. Why pay the money? You think it's cheap? What so, Christians? Listen, hope you hit my heart. So Christians, so we can all just gather and just do what we do every week? What if we brought someone? What if we, what if we stepped out of our little routine like Mary did and said, I'm, I'm going I'm to do something different. I've got seven days to work up to it. But I'm going to reach out to that Starbucks attendant that makes my coffee every day. And I'm going to call that brother or that sister that hasn't been to church for years. And I'm gonna get the courage to ring that buddy that I used to party with that I don't hang with anymore and I get that and you need to be wise about that but you have an opportunity right now to actually be the church and reach out and do something that when it breaks open, the aroma will fill the room and we can begin to see people come to know Jesus Christ. This is the Gospel. This is Easter. It's not about our suits or our hats or coming together to do what we normally do. It's about impacting people for the purpose and glory of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's about seeing people one to Jesus. Will you come and will you bring a perfume, a perfume level praise? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.